Hi, I'm Elizabeth Noyce, and you're listening to Supergirl Radio. DC TV Podcast. There's too many now. Exclamation <laughs> point. <laughs> Is being, becoming a human burrito a plus or a minus? I don't know. It does seem snug. I mean, they say you are what you eat. Oh, oh no. <laughs> so I do a podcast called Supergirl Radio, and one of our segments is Lena Luther boardroom or ballroom. Because really? She looks like a boss in this coat. Is Nasty Luther like a different Luther? It's not just Lena being mean. No. <laughs> Helen Slater here. It's so fun to know that you're hosting a podcast called Supergirl Radio. Welcome to Supergirl Radio, your source for all things related to the CW Supergirl TV series and the character of Kara Zor-El. My name is Rebecca Johnson. I'm Morgan Glennon. And for this episode of the podcast, we are live and wired to <laughs> actually talk about the television show. What? Uh, I know. It's <laughs> is that what this podcast is for? I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> so we are live to talk about the CW Supergirl final season premiere date and uh, share our hopes and concerns about season six. So feel free to share any questions or comments that you might have in the chat and uh, we'll get to them and share them with everyone. And I guess maybe we should get to the news. So according to TVLine.com, Supergirl is taking her final flight this spring. The CW drama will return for its sixth and final season on Tuesday, March 30th, 9-8 Central. Super, Supergirl will take over the time slot currently occupied by Superman and Lois, which will go on a brief hiatus due to a COVID-related production interruption that occurred Production interruption. A COVID-related production interruption that occurred earlier this summer. That's a new band name, production interruption. (laughs) I love it. It's a great band name. Uh, Superman and Lois will return with the rest of its its first season on Tuesday, May 18th at 9 p.m. Supergirl will then return to complete its final season sometime this summer. Exact date, (laughs) TBD. Because, of course, it is. Uh, I I really needed someone (laughs) to explain. Nothing says victory lap like having to stop halfway through and just kind of <laughs> wait until TBD when you can continue. <laughs> we oh, did man. it. Hold, hold on. We're just going to wait here for a while and then and then we're going to keep running eventually. <laughs> At some point, it will just it will come back and finish it out. I, I really needed someone to explain this schedule to me. <laughs> it is crazy. We were we were like texting back and forth like, but I don't understand, Rebecca. Like, what does TBD mean? Like, <laughs> When is it? When is the end of the season coming back? Like, uh, given that, so how many? Do you know how many episodes Superman and Lois even has this season? Uh, ooh, fifteen, I think. Fifteen, <laughs> I think so. I if oh, I remember so correctly. Screwed. Okay, yeah. so if it starts, if Superman and Lois only airs like four episodes, which somebody might say, why not just hold it until you have more? Uh, to start but i'm not a i'm not like a 10th level scheduler like they are um so if it if it restarts on uh may 18th 18th, and it's got like 10 more episodes that that's good okay so here here's what i know for sure that's gonna take it through like august (laughs) 
Okay, so it'll be the it'll be the fall TV season again, and we'll be right back here. <laughs> so here's here's what I think is going to happen. So uh, Supergirl season six is going to premiere on March 30th. It's going to be the first episode. Then it's going to go through when Superman and Lois returns on uh, May 18th. It will Supergirl will have aired seven episodes by my calculations. So that's still I think we're supposed to get Super. Supergirl, I think it's supposed to get 20. I think. So that's only, that's not even half. No. <laughs> no. I hope episode seven ends dramatically. I hope it's like a big <laughs> cliffhanger. That I kind of hope it's not. I kind of hope they were like, oh my God, episode seven was our Pam from HR bottle episode. What are we doing? <laughs> what are we going to do? <laughs> I, I don't know. How do you, how, I mean, do you do you think that there there's a positive to this at all? I just I'm so confused. It it just seems like they have they have what less than three weeks to promote it. I hope oh. they start tonight. I hope because Superman and Lois again is 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 airing during our live stream. I think I don't know. I don't care. Um. So <laughs> I I think it's supposed to be airing tonight. So I hope that there's like. 10 promos for Supergirl during that time because they really need to get because typically. With a final season of television, you want to promote, hey, this is the last season. Usually. This is the last time you're ever going to see this show. Remember, Supergirl? <laughs> us neither. It's the final <laughs> season. Like, that's what I expected to happen. Yes, me too. But instead, it's like, remember, Supergirl? Us neither. Here's some of it. <laughs> what? Like, I just, I don't understand. So it just really feels, as a Supergirl fan. This feels very insulting to me. It's like, it. it's like they got Superman. That's <laughs> what they really wanted. But yeah. now Superman has to take a break because he's tie tie. And so <laughs> they're going to bring in Supergirl while he takes his nap. And then when he's ready to go again, they're like, Supergirl, go stand off to the side where you belong. It's like so insulting. It is. Why not either start Superman and Lois after Supergirl or I don't know, like don't. Or run Supergirl during this hiatus and run it for the whole way through. Like the idea, she's literally just a placeholder until right. they can get more Superman episodes. But this, it's her final season. Like there's not any other programming they could have put in that place that's not the final season of a very popular television show that they have. You, you could have run, I think you could have run some reruns of something in its place. Because it is, it, it, the, the only excuse for it is they need something in that time slot. And it's uh, it's very frustrating because we've waited this long already. I would have been fine just waiting until the summer and then I having figured, it start in the summer. Honestly, I figured it was the summer that we were going to be doing it. And I had no plans to, I was like, oh no, what is watching a TV show and podcasting? <laughs> I don't remember. Um, <laughs> I like this. This feeling of panic came over me. It's like the the big test is coming, and I haven't studied <laughs> at all, and I'm yeah. not going to. And so, <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna have to watch rewatch the season five finale. I'm like gonna have to because besides Rama Khan uh, saying yes, I Rama Khan, and then uh, <laughs> I, I think getting stuck in a bottle. I don't remember mm -hmm. anything else that happened in that finale. 
You, you uh, don't remember Brainy like being real like oh he, yeah Brainy really was, like, like, put his like, hand oh. in the thing and, and then really he, struggling with it and then Lex Luthor walked in like hey thanks for doing that and Brainy was like I didn't see this coming somehow <laughs> smart and then I was <laughs> that those are the things I remember I think something happened with Kara. I Supergirl believe. gave a hope speech in the VR, Supergirl? maybe? Was that in the last episode? Yes. I, Supergirl gave a hope speech in the VR. Alex decided to embrace bright blue eyeshadow. And that's yes. all I remember. So I'm going to have to go back and rewatch that season five finale. Now, <laughs> now I wonder if they are. Because <laughs> I see a scenario in which they just decide to start fresh. They're like, all those hanging, like, who are, who, oh my god, what was the name of the the big villain is Leviathan. Leviathan. They're like, who is Leviathan? Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> but they were the biggest threat of all time. <laughs> they needed to get that product launch out and they did it. <laughs> they did it. <laughs> what if they were like mission accomplished? We really just wanted to launch this new product. <laughs> like that's all Leviathan was. It's just like a bunch of like a bunch of like evil aliens, but they're in like little suits and ties. <laughs> Well, I think that the premise of that was we were supposed to meet the head of Leviathan, <laughs> the the lady head of Leviathan, and we never did. So That's I guess right. <laughs> I guess we're supposed to figure that out. So, um, yeah, I I just I find this all very strange uh, because I, I I feel like I, I mean maybe this is just ego talking. About, I feel like we promote Supergirl radio more than the the <laughs> CW has promoted Supergirl because just. I, and maybe it's because I would run my social media account differently. But over the last year, they have done relatively nothing to keep Supergirl in the conversation on Twitter, on Instagram. And it's it's very, very strange to me. They, they would wish cast members happy birthday on their birthday. And that's kind of it. A lot of the accounts <laughs> are like retweeting other shows. And, and I just I find that so disappointing that they're not even making an attempt to keep Supergirl in the conversation. It feels to me a lot like the network has uh, has decided Supergirl has already ended in their minds. It's like, oh well, last season. Let's just get through this. Uh, and it's it's treating it like that, and it's scheduling it like that. It's like it doesn't. This is a big show that was on for six years. That it was very popular. That a lot of people liked. Uh, and I don't feel like it's getting a lot of respect in its final season. Like. I remember other shows that had final seasons where it was everything was like th the final season of, oh my God, can you believe Supernatural is finally ending? <laughs> Mortality is real. <laughs> and then it didn't. And then they had to come back yeah, for another season. <laughs> Wasn't that I, the case of Supernatural? I, it was like supposed to have its final season and then COVID happened. They were like, we yes. still have episodes to air. What do we do? It was my favorite thing because my long running joke was that uh, Supernatural was going to like survive us all. Like in the end times when it was just like rubble and cockroaches, Supernatural would be playing on a TV in the background <laughs> with a fresh new episode. <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah. but like, I feel like they made a bigger deal about Supernatural, a show that was, like, 20 years old ending, uh, than Supergirl, which, like, is a show that I, I feel like still has some, some juice left in it. Uh, you know, I'm sure Supernatural was great the whole time. Uh, <laughs> the whole time. I Every love Supernatural. Episode, Don't send quality. me anything. <laughs> 
but um but I, I don't know it just seems it feels so the way that they're scheduling the final season is not like this is you know a victory lap it's not like this is you know uh exciting it's the final season it's like oh and supergirl yeah, we just needed to fill a time slot. And the more, uh, the most offensive thing, I think, with all this is uh, Miss Fiction Fanatic says, <laughs> I think the CW are just trying to win the time slot war with Supergirl Radio. They really don't want you to podcast Tuesdays at nine. Thoughts, you know, Morgan? You know what? This is, this is, this is war, CW. <laughs> We're going to take, take all of your time slots. That's it. <laughs> Supergirl Radio is going live every night of the week. How do you like it? I can't believe they won the time slot war. I can't believe that I started a fight that they finished. <laughs> they were like, oh, really? You think this is a funny joke about not giving up Tuesdays? Well, guess what's on not Tuesdays now? <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and it's all Superman and Lois's fault. It, it is. And I feel comfortable blaming them. <laughs> I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to take this out on the right person. Superman, the television show, Superman and Lois. This is hey. their fault. And we are now in a fight. <laughs> they can apologize to me. I will accept their apology, but it must be heartfelt. <laughs> yeah. Cause that's, that's the whole thing. If, if Supergirl is now airing on Tuesdays, we cannot podcast about it. I mean, I suppose we could podcast right after, but really, I think we need to, we need to like simmer digest. It. Yeah. Need, yeah. It needs to simmer a little bit. I need to think about it and be like, although hmm. that might be interesting to try that one time to see, what, <laughs> see if we remember anything. The first that. episode, we're just like, we just get in there. We're just like, I just watched it 10 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> I have so many feelings, but I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I have no notes prepared. I haven't processed anything. Uh, <laughs> I don't know that we are the kind of podcast that is really fit for an after show, uh, but uh, maybe we maybe we can mix it up. Maybe one episode. Uh, yeah, so but, we, uh, we're gonna have to find another how long time. We've been on Tuesdays. Like it feels like it's been years. Years. They are, they are messing up a years long tradition of Tuesday recordings. Like, but even before we did these live shows, we always just recorded our episode on Tuesdays. Yeah, I'm trying to remember, like, I think in season one, maybe we did Wednesdays or maybe Mondays. I think when we first started, it was either Mondays or Mondays or Tuesdays. Ooh, yeah. But then, but then we've been on Tuesdays for a long time. Though. We've been on Tuesdays for a long time. Why wouldn't they respect that? <laughs> no respect. Yeah. So no, mad. I've got, yeah. I've got we, so we had so many weeks. We were joking about this and now we're forced out of it. I know. <sighs> They knew how to win, Rebecca. They took us down. <laughs> oh, man. They're really like, oh, insulting. you don't want to give up Tuesdays. <laughs> well, you're just going to have to. Well, what you're if gonna... the show was that day? <laughs> <laughs> we have no choice. So, yeah, we... <laughs> so we don't know exactly. Um, can you hear my text messages, Ding? I cannot. Okay, good. Because my friends keep, uh, I'm in a group chat, a group text oh, chat. Oh, no. Those and are... they keep sending me a text. And I'm like, Hello, I'm podcasting, please. So, uh, it, so as long as you don't hear it, it, it can, the group it, chat's blowing up. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so I just wanted to make sure in case it was dinging and annoying people. Um, yeah. So we're we're gonna have to figure out when we are gonna change. I don't think we know that. We've got a couple of weeks to figure that out. <laughs> can you see in the background? Can you see this? I see. I see Baker. What is he doing? I don't know. I, I'm concerned because did you see how he looked over his shoulder at me? Like he's <laughs> planning something. I don't like the way. What do you want? What are you up to? Oh, God. Now he's come. Now I've called him. <laughs> now I've called him for it. 
<laughs> he is hatching a plan. I can oh, see boy. it in his eyes. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, yeah. So I, I, I guess this is what they felt like they had to do. The CW. I guess this was just inevitable. Inevitable. Um, but I don't like it. I don't like that they don't have a lot of time to promote the show adequately. I don't like the fact that they're breaking it up. Uh, I'm sure, I wonder if Beaker has any thoughts. Does he's he mad. He's so mad. I've never seen him this mad. Look at him. Look at him. He's, he's pacing now. He's pacing over the. <laughs> he's so stressed out. So stressed. He's like, what am I going to do? This is my, my, my Tuesdays at nine was just walking back and forth in front of your camera. <laughs> he's gotten used to a certain level of celebrity. And I, I don't want to say he's a diva, but he's become quite a monster. Yeah, he's, he's getting there. He's getting there. Um, uh, so Rachel in the chat says, uh, to be fair, they're not promoting the final season of Black Lightning either, apparently, which Are is funny not? because honestly, I've kind of I kind of forgot it was the last season of Black Lightning to to her point. Like, I haven't seen much on on uh, like their their Twitter accounts or anything like that. Like whenever I have on the CW, I feel like I don't see like promos that are like, don't forget the last season. <laughs> I, until you read that comment, I had forgotten that as well. <laughs> Jeez, what is the CW doing? That is very I bizarre. I feel like it's like, it's like, oh, can we not get corporate synergy with these shows on HBO Max? We don't care anymore. <laughs> it is so strange. T t final seasons of TV shows are a big deal. I, yeah, I would be promoting usually. the heck out of that. Yeah, I feel like they've been breaking the budget for Superman and Lois, though. I've seen them everywhere. <laughs> oh, and they had the weirdest promotion, too. It's very, very strange, a lot of that. Like, they had uh, they had video promos set to something that sounded like John Lennon's Imagine. I was like, what is this? What is this? <laughs> this is you're right. I've seen those. I was like, what? This is how you're promoting a Superman and Lois show? This is, what is this? They should have just got all the cast members from the CW to sing that into their phone. Yeah. Like at the beginning of the pandemic. And that went over really well for all the celebrities. And I'm sure it would have been a hit for <laughs> Superman and Lois. It was it was so strange. So I don't know what's going on in their marketing department. It's very bizarre. Uh, Emma mentions uh, the lack of information around the season. Uh, yeah, we, we know nothing. We don't know anything about normally they'll like tease the big, the big bad for the season or new cast members, you know, recurring yeah. cast members, new people they've hired. We don't know anything. I mean, they, the, some of the cast members like David Harewood, I think has posted a couple things and, um, maybe, maybe, uh, Stasner and Nicole Maines and Jesse Rath. Maybe I've seen some like behind the scenes stuff. Like the network hasn't done anything. Oh yeah, like I've seen the the cast post about like filming, uh, and I've seen that for like a little while since they went back and started working on the the season. But like that's not promotion from the network. I haven't seen anything from the network. Usually they like did they release one of those little like synopses of the season even. I, I don't think so. I don't think so either. Usually they have like the little, I think even Legends, when Legends, when they announced the, the, the date for Legends premiere, they were like in season six, you know, like one of those things. Um, but nothing for Supergirl, really? Oh. When Legends seems to get better promotion than Supergirl, something's gone awry. I'm not used <laughs> to it. It makes me feel uncomfortable. <laughs> It is wild. Uh, let's see if there are any other thoughts in the chat before we move on. Um, 
Uh, Sam Wise says uh, the way Superman and Lois has written Car out, it's what's to be expected. I don't know if they've written her out, but they've uh, uh, selectively edited around her uh, and selectively written around her so that she does not appear on the show. Although it sounds like uh, Bitsy uh, wants Kara to be on there at some points. <laughs> so the cast <laughs> seems to want Kara on there. Uh, the network does not uh so i don't know what's going on there i still think i still think part of it is like the uh, the time the crisis issue like the timeline issue they're like they just don't want to get into it and the easy easiest way to deal with that is to just pretend like she doesn't exist yeah i mean that's that's if you don't want people to question it you just have to (laughs) if you want to be like if you don't want to be like, hey, how did they get engaged like like one season ago, but now they have 14-year-olds? I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Abby did mention uh, Ozzy Testify should be in the writing room and PR room. Her cooking <laughs> show uh, does more than all combined. Yeah. I, I they, see they, more they... about her cooking show than I have seen about the final season, her Instagram live cooking <laughs> thing. The, the cooking and the CW released a video of Ozzy uh, I guess it was for International Women's Day. And so there was that, but it's, I mean, they did some things for International Women's Day that, you know, they had uh, the the ladies from the show in, in tweets and things like that. But it just feels like they're just doing the bare minimum. And maybe I just have a high expectation for something like that, but it's just, uh, it's a very disappointing to see. I mean, the way that they announced it, three weeks before it's premiering just makes makes it feel like an afterthought like it's not even that it's just that they're doing this weird schedule it's that they're they announced it what last week they announced Uh, it last week like three weeks before it's gonna it's gonna air like what are people supposed to do with that I, I suppose if if you really ramped it up, if you if you got those teasers going, you got a trailer put out, but but you don't have San Diego Comic Con, you don't have DC fandom, you don't have any of those big things. So you're gonna really have to concentrate that really all on social media and TV promos. So yeah. they be, they better start cranking those things. And it's funny because like I don't know. To me, it seems like a an easy way to you could cut up a little promo of like past episodes really quickly. I don't know. I th- I think it's a little lazy myself. I used to actually, I've mentioned before, I used to work at Turner and I would, I would, uh, I knew some of the people who worked in, um, uh, what was it called? Editorial who did like promos for TBS, TNT, blah, blah, blah. And, um, they, they would be in there cranking out all kinds of things. So I, it's, it's disappointing that the CW doesn't seem to be taking that kind of thing, um, very seriously. Yeah. Uh, um, I think Rachel pointed out that they announced it on Friday, so it hasn't even been, a full week. So it's, it's just crazy. It was, it was, it felt like a, like a last minute decision. And I would not be surprised if it wasn't a last minute decision where they're like, Oh no, we need something to fill this hole in our schedule. We've got some super roll, right? Yeah. And, and then on top of it, then breaking it up to where we're not even going to see half of the season. And then we don't even know when that's coming back. That's really, uh, that's messed up. It's just, it's yeah, t- up. TBD. Like really, you can't guesstimate. You can't just put a date down. You can always push it out clearly. <laughs> yeah. Just give us, give us something. It's a little ridiculous. They could at least say like late summer. We'll be returning late summer. Like y- just 
learn from the uh, from the product launches. Just say a different uh, a, a time frame, and then just push it out. Yeah. <laughs> just, just like they did with those uh, those VRs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Le Leviathan really knows what they're doing when it turn when it comes to uh, launching a product. And from yeah, they're like they're like no, no matter what, no matter how many people we accidentally kill, we're not going to push back that launch date. <laughs> <laughs> Get Andrea Rojas on top of a, a big sign in the middle of a field and and uh she'll <laughs> she'll promote the heck out of it for you um if only Abby, we had andrea rojas at the network she would have this <laughs> she would she, she would be doing all kinds up. of commercials yeah <laughs> uh abby says i thought the producers or someone released info when the show ended early for season five that season six will be post-crisis and back to the beginning of that does that sound familiar yes remember oh. when that thing came out and we were like what is this this sounds exactly like season five do you remember yes. that yes it was like yeah, I remember that because I was so mad because I was like, what did we just sit through? <laughs> <laughs> what does it all mean? <laughs> yeah, I, I always thought that that was some sort of typo or they I remember a lot of people correctly. telling because when I uh, when I flipped out on on Twitter and was like, what did we even watch? <laughs> uh, a lot of people responded that it was like the old description uh, that they thought that they had just reused and probably wasn't relevant. And I was like, then I could calm down. I could be like, oh, my God, no more pencil skirt. OK, 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 <laughs> <laughs> no more Leviathan. I mean, it's but anything is possible at this point, I feel like is is truth because i don't we don't know anything about this new season we don't know who the the villains are we don't know what the theme is usually for supergirl the theme is pretty important if the theme is technology you're going to get a whole season of product launches and vr <laughs> well yeah okay so i guess that could lead us into some speculations maybe about season six so if anybody in the chat has some some thoughts about what they think the season is can be like since we don't know uh maybe we could theorize and uh, share some speculations uh, so, Morgan, do you think it's going to be more Leviathan? And um, uh, do you have any like hopes for it? If if it's if it's not going to be Leviathan, what what do you hope? I don't because I don't think we've fully discussed our hopes and dreams for season six. <laughs> so, so, do you have any? I I have a lot of hopes and dreams for season <laughs> six. Um, I'm always I'm always pitching I'm always pitching them in these podcasts. Uh, great ideas that I don't know why they never use is like why is a turtle so controversial? <laughs> why can't somebody be a turtle person, a turtle girl, a turtle boy? I don't care. Or a horse, if you want to mix it up. You can a do horse. a horse. I will take any uh, animal-based superhero if you <laughs> want to introduce If Maybe it's time for Crypto. I don't know. Crypto's been hanging out with her a lot in the comics. A lot. A lot in the comics. And I feel like, uh, like put put a little like uh, put a little cape on a dog you got it you're done <laughs> you're done the whole season's written there for yourself um i i do wonder if they're going to go back to leviathan because they did not wrap that up in any way right so they left a lot of things hanging open because of the covid situation where they had to like sort of frankenstein together two or three episodes to make a finale and it really felt that way like when you were watching it you're mm -hmm. like what's happening? <laughs> um, and they didn't resolve anything. So I don't think that they can come back from that season five finale and be like, new day, new story. Uh, I think that you'd be like, is Brainy dead though? I don't know. <laughs> I th I think you could do it here. Here's, here's my pitch All on right. how you, how you, can, you can get into the first episode, wrap up Leviathan and then just start something new. <laughs> so, so you know, that idea of like, so we need to know who the head of Leviathan is. 
So I anticipate, uh, you know, the the end of the episode, dramatic music, last last shot of the of the episode, a, a chair turns around like in a like a boardroom environment. Doesn't have to be at Catco, but some kind of like dark room. Big chair turns around. It's revealed it's Talia Al Ghul, Ooh. and then she and then and then she's shot and killed immediately. <laughs> and then that's that's all that's all you need to do about Leviathan. D- finished. Done. I, I okay. I, I'm gonna yes and to this idea because I love it. I love it. So Talia is like, it was my plan all along. She's got like a cat. She's, she's okay. Okay. You know, it's it's Inspector Gadget. Yeah. Like it was my plan all along, and then somebody shoots and kills her, and the cat is like meow and runs away. <laughs> and as the cat runs past this person's legs, they turn around. It's Katie McGraw in a in a red wig, and she's like, I am. Lena Luther's mother. <laughs> she and uh and it turns out she wasn't dead the whole time. She faked her own death. She like went underground. She's like a criminal mastermind now. <laughs> so she's and the big bad. She's, been she's pulling the big bad. all the strings and she's the big bad. And then we get like <laughs> down the season, we get like a, an emotional moment between uh between Katie McGraw and Katie McGraw <laughs> because she's playing both parts in this scenario. Now you ask yourself how does she look the same? How is she not older? There's an explanation for that that probably like involves like some sort of like alien juice or crypt <laughs> or um, kryptonite or something, something. Uh, she's got maybe she's got powers. I don't know. I'm not doing the writer's job. I'm just pitching things out. I'm just she, she, could, have, she could have Lena's comic book uh, powers from the Silver Age where she had uh, I think she had a uh, telepathy. That's right. Yes. I no, love or yes. E- ESP. Yeah, whatever that involves. <laughs> um, or or maybe okay. Uh, the Talia Al Ghul scene. Talia is like, I have a gun, and then so she shoots her. She's like, No, you don't. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how we find out she's also got psychic powers. This is it's not I mean, hard. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I would watch that. I'd be really excited about that. And then we get like an orphan black situation with Katie McGraw, where she's got. Twist, extra twist. <laughs> um, extra twist is that her mom has her actual uh, accent. Oh, so yeah, she doesn't that's, have to do the American accent. That's that's how you tell them apart. That's how you tell them apart. <laughs> we just we just came up with a, an incredible pitch for season six. I, why don't they ever take our pitch? They never do, they and never I think do. I think this show would be uh, so much more interesting. It would um, certainly be wackier, I think, if we <laughs> took literally any of our pitches. We could also work Nasty Luther into this. Like, Nasty Luther could be, like, a henchman. And she's like, oh, maybe. my God, Lena, what is with all the suits and floral blouses? And she's like, <laughs> Lena's like, that's just who I am now. I'm just dressing like I should be in a lab. Yes. <laughs> dressing dressing much more appropriately. Could Could... Nasty be like a twin sister she didn't know she had. Oh my god, I and love that. And that's how uh Mama Luther <laughs> is uh rescued, maybe is because nasty Luther somehow I don't know. Well, I, I like I think they have to be connected. because because now we're full orphan black, right? Katie McGraw is now playing three different characters. <laughs> and then and then once once we've got that in the air, right? Now we're princess switching them. Now like they're taking over each other's lives. And like only only Kara figures out. She's like, wait, that's you're not Lena. And then like nasty Luther is like, or am I? 
<laughs> you you could do the Leslie Lar scenario. Yes, because, because they're doing the Bottle City. So you yes. could have you could have Lena being sent to the Bottle City, and Nasty takes over her life. Oh my God, I love that so much. And like like she makes the Bottle City into like a little handbag that she carries around with her, <laughs> so that Lena has to see everything that's happening. Oh my God, it's so good. <laughs> That's that that would be a great uh, way to end the show. I think <laughs> it would certainly be a way to end the show. <laughs> the CW is like, how many episodes do we have of this? <laughs> Man, would, I would watch that though. It I would, really would. I like I like this idea. We give a we give a lot of stuff for Katie McGraw to do. All of her various accents are yeah, at play I, now. <laughs> I think so. I think so. Let's see. Uh, uh, so. There is the question of director bones, though. Ooh. Jen brings up uh, maybe Leviathan as director bones. I like um, I like that too. We we've we've also talked about the idea that maybe director bones could be a lady. It doesn't have. I mean, because if if the head of Leviathan is a lady, it can't be director bones as as we know him. Uh, so I think you could you could gender swap that. Yeah, she could. Right. She could be Mrs. Director Bones. <laughs> <laughs> I could be on board with that. I, I would have no problem. With, just as, as long, long as, as it's a skeleton. skeleton. That's the only yes. thing that matters. <laughs> We're all skeletons underneath anyway. Yeah. So I'm I'm okay with that. Uh, the only the only prerequisites are skeleton, uh, invisible flesh, cyanide hands, and uh, cigars. That's Those are all very important uh, for director bones, and none of those feel gendered to me. We can do <laughs> we can do that all. She can do it all, uh, yeah. uh, Mrs. Director Bones. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I think I think we can make director bones happen. So I, are there any other like uh, items in your wish list for season six? What, what if if you could, in addition to the three Lena Luther, uh, the three Katie McGraths, what? If if you were creating a season, what would you want it to be about? What would I want a season of Supergirl to be about? Well, first and foremost, Supergirl would be a nice change of pace. If it was about Supergirl on Supergirl. Oh, stop it. That's crazy talk. <laughs> I know. I know we're getting way out there now. The three, <laughs> the three Lena's seems more, uh, more likely, doesn't it? Than it actually being uh, centered around Supergirl. <laughs> uh, I would like it to be like a really about her... And also uh, about her relationship with Alex. I think that that relationship is kind of the the heart of the show and has taken kind of a backseat the last, you know, season or so um, where they've kind of been off on separate journeys. And so I would love to see more of them together. I would love to see them go back to Midvale, maybe like another flashback episode. I'd love to see them get out in space. Like, here you go. You have all these characters who are aliens and we've have like one or two episodes that have ever been in space. Now I understand that their budget is um, more like, you know, you draw a stick figure on a piece of paper <laughs> and uh, like a little cloud and like a uh, sun. And then you're like, that's, that's it. That's our budget. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> but I think that there's, you know, there's low rent ways that they can do it. They could just go to an alien planet where everybody's wearing loungewear, much like we are in real life. And they do on Argo. I'm not, I'm not going to question that. That's fine. Because uh, you have Nia, too, who is, you know, an alien or part alien. Yeah. Uh, and we haven't really, really explored that aspect of her character. Um, I mean, we barely even got, they barely even explored her, you know, 
learning how to use her powers. They just went like, you have powers, you're sleeping. And and then the next thing she knew, she, she was like, here's, I got the tsunami. Don't worry. I was like, what? How? <laughs> um, so I, I would love it if there was a, you know, some more focus on the, I think m- overall, I would just like season six to be more character focused than the way that they've done the last couple seasons, which plot was driven plot driven or also like think of a theme and then yes. work everything from there. And it's like, but what are the characters doing? And they're like, well, they are scared of technology. It's like, that's not a character journey. <laughs> it's not. It's not. So I would love it if they focused on each individual character and like what their journey was and gave them some really good stuff and was really character focused. I think that's my wish for season six because this show has so many good characters. You have like Martian Manhunter, you have Nia, you have obviously you've got Car, Alex, and and Lena. Those three go without saying. You got Brainy. Like you have really good characters on this show, but a lot of times they're just kind of in the background or they're just giving exposition or they're just there to hold up a tsunami <laughs> somehow. Uh, but they don't get a lot of development. And so I think, you know, season six, since it's the last one, I would like to see them all get like a really nice arc for their characters, exploring their characters. I, I hope everybody gets at least one really good episode on the way out the door. Uh, I mean, I'd love to know what's Kelly's deal. I've, I've asked this a lot with her in regards to what it is she does, but like, what's a day in the life of Kelly? Like, let's take every all the superheroes aside. What's she doing now? Like, what's she up to? Uh, I I want to know more. Uh, I I just hope especially that they get into the characters. since uh, uh oh my gosh, uh, Obsidian North. I've already forgotten like oh right I know. businesses and things. Um, she worked at Obsidian North, and now I think after the VR incident, I assume that they're not going to be really functioning anymore. What if what if Kelly just takes over Obsidian? What if it's like season but, six starts? Everybody everybody else has been fired. Kelly is the only one who ever <laughs> logged those uh, those tickets, and they're like, "Sorry, I guess I guess it's yours now." <laughs> I mean, and it's like, and then they stare at her and they're like, "What are you gonna do with it professionally? What do you do?" <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll have to know. <laughs> That, that would sort of line up how they've treated her career journey so far anyway. So I guess that would make sense. Uh, but I think I think that's a reasonable request to be like, hey, can you just give me character journeys uh, in the last season? Uh, because that's the reason that people show up for the show is that they like the characters. Um, because sometimes the stories aren't all that great. But you like, but I still like the I like the characters and I like the actors. And that's why I kind of keep watching. Um, so I don't think that that's too much of a... a, a a hard request to fulfill. Um, I think for me, I, I want to see the show go back to the beginning. All good, all good final seasons will will go back and revisit how they got there in the first place. So I hope to see a lot of throwbacks to season one, but not not direct homages, but like some some you know some sort of teases, maybe Easter eggs, maybe um, something that sort of parallels the journey, um, so that we can see that. Um, so I, that would be kind of my hope. Car, car centric, lots of Danver sisters, um, and uh, trying to trying to circle, you know, create a create a circle, go full circle. That would be my hope. All my favorite final seasons do that. They they go back to the beginning and and get us to the end. So I don't. In terms of like bad guys or other characters, I mean, it's it's kind of tough. I, I would like to see a Supergirl villain. 
Um, if possible, that would be great. <laughs> that would one be would be good. One, just just I'll one, take one, really. just take one. one would be great. <laughs> even even one that sort of had something to do with Supergirl, like I'll accept that. Like if it's you know the Fatal Five and Emerald Empress, that's acceptable. She's she's encountered Supergirl before, so I I'm I'm okay with that too. So I don't know. I I I'm trying to go in with a low expectations. Uh, so, so we'll see what happens. Um, but I, I will be really frustrated if it's not at least Kara driven. I don't mind other characters having, you know, character centric episodes, but as long as there's a continued through line of Kara's journey, that's what I would want. Because like we've talked about before, I don't know if we'll ever get another Supergirl TV series. So I would just like the show to, to care about Kara a little bit. So I think that would be my answer to that. Um, I'm seeing from Jen, she says, I want Cat Grant to come back, which, yes, I think going back to that um, good seasons, good final seasons of TV shows, if they can call back to the first season. And I think Cat Grant was such a huge part of that first season um, and what made Supergirl such a successful show in that first season. And so I think it would be great if we could get Callista back for some point at some point in the in the final season i would love to see her in the finale but i would actually love to see it like a little bit more of her than just like one episode where she pops back up and she's like remember me like i i would like a little arc with her character and that could be as you know nice towards the end of the season where she kind of sees kara and they have like a reminiscence of like look at how far i've come yeah yeah i think that's definitely easy to do and they did that sort of with win he had that, that yeah. couple of episode mini arc. So I think they could do that with Kat. I think that would be awesome. And I, I think uh, hopefully that would be good for Callista. I know she came back for two episodes at the end of season two. So maybe she would be open to do that for the final season. Uh, Jen says Candor and Crypto, maybe Bizarro coming back. That's how you could also circle back to season one. Maybe we, yeah. oh, what if we went to Bizarro world? You talking <gasps> about going to space. Oh my God. That'd be awesome. That that would be something that none of the I'm trying to think of any of the Superman shows have ever done that. I don't think so. I, honestly, I know, I know they had Bizarro on uh, Smallville, but they never went to a Bizarro world. Bizarro came to Earth, so yeah. I think that would be fun to explore. It would also be something they could uh, tie to Sterling Gates's Bizarro Girl comic, uh, which is probably the best supergirl story ever told i don't know it's, it's debatable um but that's kind of what i would do uh abby wants to know how the pelicans are doing we never we never we, forget we may never find out it would be great if wouldn't it be great if like snapper car came back <gasps> in one episode we find out what he's been up to and then on the way out like as he's almost off screen he just goes but and then <laughs> Well, how, frustrating, <laughs> how frustrating would it be if he like did his hands up and you never heard it and then it just fades to black there's no snap uh, what i like like a sopranos ending <laughs> yes <laughs> what i like is the idea of him slowly like leaving the frame and then finally it's just his fingers and you think he's gone he's he's gone right and then his fingers just come back into frame and they're just like 
<laughs> Snap. <laughs> that would be a great payoff for us. Personally. For us personally. No one else cares about this but us. Um, no. I, I've come to terms with that. But <laughs> uh, it would be nice. What if we had like one episode in season six that was just all the forgotten <gasps> like people from Supergirl. They all come back. They're all mad because the show forgot them. <laughs> Speaking of which, Rachel mentions O.G. Kelly, who died in uh, Myriad in season one. Oh, my God. I yes. mean, we, we, she could be she could be back from the dead after crisis. Maybe she, she never died. Be. Oh, my God. What if what if Kelly R. Kelly, Kelly Olsen bumps into <gasps> her at Obsidian and she's just like going to the coffee machine and then we and just have the, like the, the Kelly's meeting, a meeting of the Kelly's. It's like that meme of the two Spider-Men. Yes. <laughs> I love oh, that. Oh man. What a good idea. Yeah. Just, just the, the, the original characters from season one. I like, that we don't I like people more. in the chat are okay. So Emma says, Brian, the alien, uh, Rachel says, where's Lucy? What happened to her? And uh, Mark says the dread gazebo. So <gasps> we could just bring back all the all the most important storylines. It's it's like how Lost didn't they um didn't they try to like answer some of the questions like the the Hurley Bird and uh some of the like the whispers like they had they had a couple yeah. episodes where they were just like we're gonna throw all of these answers into this one episode. And I think maybe you could do that. Just take one episode and just uh, wrap it up for for all those. <laughs> Yeah, we are HR. What's she up to? We are we are pitching. We I think we're constructing a season right now. Uh, <laughs> uh, Rachel says the the barista calls for Kelly, and they both get confused. Both of their hands reach for the cup at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't even have to get too into the weeds about it. You could just have them do that, and then that's it. And it's just like a wink and a nod. Like you have to be in on it to know who yeah, that like is. If you care as much as we do about OG Kelly, you're like, Kelly, post-crisis, she's alive. And if not, you're just like, why are we lingering on this girl's hand? <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you think they would, you know how for Superman and Lois, they had all those Easter egg tweets? Like, yes. <laughs> like I would love it if one of the Easter egg tweets was like, this was Kelly from season one. Do you remember when she died because Supergirl couldn't save her? Yeah, no, that uh, that I think uh, should should make make it to one of those tweets. <laughs> um, Emma asked if the barista <gasps> would be Hawkgirl. And see, yes, absolutely. Just, the barista is Hawkgirl. Like, see, we, we're, we're working it all in. You just just try to get everything from that universe in there. <laughs> Um, I am about it. Um, so Morgan, we've talked a little bit about our, our hopes maybe for the show. Do you have any concerns other than the, uh, the season premiere and the, the wonky schedule? Do you have any concerns about what, what might happen in season six? I have several. <laughs> um, my, my, my one big concern is that because they didn't wrap up leviathan entirely last season because of covid they'll feel the need to keep going with leviathan and to that i say we're all good it's cool we understand that you couldn't end the season the way you wanted it to just like just wrap it up in like a tight 10 none of us care it's cool because <laughs> uh, i don't want to see any more leviathan i do want to see rama khan come back Yes, uh, because I love him for no <laughs> apparent reason now. Uh, but but I wouldn't mind like a uh, Ramakan who emerges from the bottle city, like having taken stock of his life and like <laughs> re like changed his priorities. As he comes out, he's like, "Nah, man, 
I'm all about that wine, wine life now. I'm going to, I'm going to start a winery. And then like at some point in the season, they have to go to the winery for some reason. They're like, oh no, we have to go to this winery. And it turns out they don't know it's Ramakan's winery. And he's like, my my friends, my old friends. And he's like giving them hugs. And they're like, we would really rather not touch you. You tried to bury us alive. And he's like, that was in the past, man. The grapes don't remember. Like I, I want like a mellowed out uh, wino <laughs> Ramakan to come back. That'd be great. Um, no, <laughs> I, I want a shirt that says the grapes don't remember. <laughs> Um, but no, like besides the Leviathan having to continue into this season, which I don't want, um, I think, oh, concerns for season six probably have mostly to do with whatever was happening with William and Kara, like yeah. that romance. Yeah. I, I do. I, there's always room for it to suddenly become very exciting and compelling. And suddenly maybe halfway in the season, I'm going to be like, Oh, I remember when I didn't like William and Cara. Now I'm like full steam ahead on them. What a compelling, beautiful love story. Um, but I suspect what I'm going to say is I, I get that I'm supposed that they're supposed to like each other, but why do they keep just standing next to each other, staring at each other? I don't get it. Is it supposed to be something? Uh, I feel like it was a very poorly set up romance where like they started teasing it at the beginning forgot he was a character that existed on the show for a large stretch of the season and then remembered and was like, Ooh, we didn't set this up at all, but I guess full steam ahead. Uh, and I'm afraid that season six is going to go even further into the William Carr thing, which I think I will find very boring. So. Yeah. At this point, I, I think they almost kind of have to, if you set that up and did all the, although we know from experience, <laughs> You they can, can just drop it. Yeah, they can just drop it like it's They've not. Done it before they can do it again. So there <laughs> they is spend a-, a whole season building up Kara and James, a whole season, and then in the first episode, she was like, "You know what? Nah, actually." <laughs> <laughs> so I guess they don't have to, but if they want to make it compelling, they would almost have to really dig into that because I I like <laughs> William. I just I, I like I've I think I've said it before on the podcast. I don't I don't understand why he's there. I don't. He doesn't don't, really have a reason to exist as a character, and so. and he and he tends to take a lot of her reporting uh, storylines. So I I would like it if they made him into if they were going to do that romance to make him a character I cared about, but also doing it without taking away from Kara. Uh, yeah, I think that if they were going to have him be this reporter that they're working together. Like I know of a little show called Lois and Clark where they were both reporters and they both got to do their jobs. And uh, I feel like the Supergirl thinks, well, like, you know, if he's doing the reporting stuff, then she's got to be doing some superhero stuff or something else. She's not going to be doing the stuff that she gets paid to do. Uh, I mean, when's the last time we saw Nia do anything related to journalism at all? I don't That's, remember. Uh, mm. And to be fair, I did say this was going to happen. As soon as they said that Kara was going to be Nia's mentor, I was like, that girl's never showing up for work again. <laughs> and it happened. <laughs> was, it, was it Reality Bites, the episode that focused on her and the... Yes. Maybe. Yes. maybe? But that, that was a long time ago. That was a long time ago. She, <laughs> she 
like she's like car now where she gets one episode a season that she gets to remember that she has a job uh and then the rest of the time she's just she's just doing dream power stuff yeah now now that you mentioned like setting the season to a theme which is what they tend to do what they've done in season four and season five i am concerned that that they're going to carry on that uh, tradition and continue to write the show that way. And that is, that is a big concern to me because now, now I have no idea what the theme is. It no, it could be, it could literally be anything. And I have no idea. They usually announce it. They usually tell you what the theme was. It's like, Oh, the theme's going to be like reporters or the theme's going to be like technology. And this season they haven't, they're like, the theme is that this is still a show that's on. <laughs> I promise you. It's like, Oh, okay. But like, what's it about? Supergirl question mark, <laughs> um, which we know is not true. We, uh, yes, we know this 100%. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, my big concerns is like Leviathan coming back and being a thing again. I, I can't. Um, I, I kind of, I'm kind of concerned with like not super concerned, but what does the show look like now that they got rid of the DEO? Like they were, they were at the DEO less and less as the season progressed, but they completely did away with the DEO. So like, I would love a scenario where like the DEO comes back, but like more morally questionable than you know, just <laughs> snatching people off the streets and never having uh, any kind of trial for them. Um, but like, if it came back and it's like director bones is the, um, the DEO director now not not alex and um and he's kind of bad and so now they have a scenario where they're trying to fight the bad guy but also the air quotes good guys are also corrupt now and they have to sort of like fight them too i thought that i think that would be interesting but i don't know like outside of that like what happened are they just hanging out in john's uh bookshop <laughs> yeah uh yeah i think they're gonna be operating out of the tower and that's a good question, though. What does that look like? By the way, my my friends are still texting. <laughs> <laughs> that group chat is blowing they, up. Uh, they must be talking about something really interesting. Uh, so uh, gossip now. <laughs> I have a lot of text messages to return when I when I finish streaming. Uh, but that's a good question about what the show will look like without that, because under the DEO, Kara as Supergirl did have a little bit of protection. Like if she went and messed up a building or she had to fight a bad guy in the streets. Like, I think the DEO could probably cover for her, but now it's, I guess Supergirl's just going to turn over bad guys to the, to the uh, where, where are we national city, the national city police department. So oh, is she just yeah. going to like capture bad guys and say, Hey, police who have no uh, prisons for <laughs> aliens. <laughs> Here's an alien who has psychic powers and can make you do anything. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. away. They're like, wait, Supergirl, please come back. <laughs> so that's my only question about because the whole thing with the DEO is that they had prisons that could capture these these bad aliens. So yeah. now what's they gonna had, happen? Like, facilities, like what happens now? Also, uh Rachel pointed out in the comments that Brainy was actually last we left, the director of the DEO. <gasps> oh, that's right. Oh forgotten about 100 percent forgot me too uh but also brainy was doing some really shady stuff towards the end of season with five. lex with lex because he thought that was like what he had to do to protect people but like are there going to be repercussions for that i feel like is, is everybody just going to have to be like oh well you uh you worked with the enemy and so i mean they got over lena pretty fast so i i assume that they'll just 
bygones with Brainy, but is there going to be some sort of like repercussion for those his actions? I would think he would have to answer to the government, but they're not going to show that. No, that's, that's no, too. <laughs> that's silly. I just, I just thought maybe he would be uninvited to a couple of game nights. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be him and Lena, like, it, it, like sitting across from each other in a like a diner, looking at each other awkwardly, trying to be like, so like, um. Going evil's crazy, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Daryl makes a good point. Uh, Nia's sister has to come back. They left it on a, a painful, painful note last time we oh, saw yeah. uh, Maeve. Great. So I think that would be a good way to wrap up Nia's story is to have her reconnect with uh, with Maeve. So I think that yeah, would be family. That'd be yeah. I I at the very least going back to like Nia's hometown and kind of revisiting that family storyline with her. I think would be important before the 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 series ends for her character yeah and uh miss fiction fanatic says did anyone else think girl brainy uh megan rath jesse rath's sister from the bottle episode was the head of leviathan uh i mean mm. if, if we're gonna make the head of leviathan a, a twin uh we might as well have like a different brainy i uh, i like that i'll i'll be with that <laughs> yeah i think that would that would be interesting uh, let's see. Uh, Daryl also mentions the desert facility is still there. And Alex, uh, I don't know that Alex is still technically the director. Cause I, I think Brainy was the director. Brainy I think that's was the director. I did forget about the desert facility. So I guess they have a, an out if they need to imprison a, a, a very dangerous that's alien true. threat. But I um, wonder if they're going to do anything with the DEO next season or if it's just going to be like, well, the building's gone. Bye-bye. <laughs> well, the reason I think they had to make a different DEO is because they moved sets. Because yeah. the season one set, which I actually visited uh, back in the, the day because I, I went on the Warner Brothers studio tour and they were like, where do you want to go? And I was like, take me to the Supergirl sets. <laughs> uh, nice. So I actually went to that DEO set, which was more like a bad cave. Actually, it had, it had water in there. And I was like, what is, that? What is this? It looks like a bad cave. Um, but they don't I don't think they have that set anymore. Because that was in Los Angeles. So the 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 DEO that we're used to seeing now is the one from Vancouver. So they if they were gonna spend time mm. in that DEO desert facility, I guess they'd either have to rebuild another section of that <laughs> desert facility, or I don't know. Uh oh. So I don't know what they would do with that. Um uh Jen uh asks uh or kind of proposes what what if Lex blames Supergirl for all the destruction from Leviathan she gets arrested and held in Strikers Island and everyone else is hiding Lena Nia and Alex work on a plan to free her um that's that's an interesting theory yeah that could be an interesting one I don't know so my I've got a question for you which is like what what are your thoughts on how much Lex Luthor is too much Lex Luthor next season because he John Cryer's Ducky Lex Luthor. I, I'm on record. I'm a fan. I think yeah. John Cryer's Lex, Lex Luthor is great. Uh, way better than I ever thought he would be. Uh, I think he's amazing. But he does have a tendency. And this is not John Cryer's fault. This is kind of the writing to take over the whole show when they have him on. It's like they get so excited. They have Lex Luthor. They're like, everything is Lex Luthor now. It's like, okay, dial it back. So I don't know how much I want to see him next season. Honestly, I thought he was at first. I thought he was moving over to Superman and Lois. And I was like, okay, he makes sense there. Like go take over that show. But, um, but, but it's a different Luther. So, but it's I, a different I, Luther I, over there. So who even knows? <laughs> 
Uh, my thought is I think they're going to use him as, as somewhat of a big bad because it sounded like Kara and Lena were going to team up to take him down. So yeah. I have a feeling that we're going to see a lot of Ducky Lux losing. <laughs> I think so too, which I mean, thank God. I, at least if I have to see so much Lex Luthor and he has to kind of take over, at least he's a very good Lex Luthor. Uh, if it, could you imagine if it was like a Lex Luthor we didn't like and there was this much of him? Yeah. Well, but at the same time, it is like, okay, can we too much? Can we have another character? Can we can we do something else? Because it season five was very repetitive of season four. Yeah, so, yeah. With so, the with the whole like, oh, this is Lex's plan all along. It was like, yeah, so was last season. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, it's very strange. If, if you have another episode towards the end of season six where we find out that whatever was Lex's plan all along, I'm gonna flip. Uh, that's, me too. that's my <laughs> no, me too. Because it's gonna feel like, hey, did you just copy and paste that script and like change some of the names? Is, is that all you did? It was a fine and replace. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what it felt like in season five. Uh, so that's that's my hope is that they don't. If they're gonna have Lex, use him in a different way. Use him in some creative different ways. Yeah, um, I agree. <laughs> Oh, and Daryl makes a good point. Carl uh, was so focused on Lex and Lena, she uh, completely forgot Lillian was there. So uh, I have big hopes for more Lillian Luther. Now, Lillian, that's yeah. a character there could always be more of. Yes. And also, I, again, I'm pitching, but um, we haven't gotten what we've been asking for the whole time, which was, which is the Dallas Cinematic Universe coming into Supergirl. We need Judith Light. I mean... We'll take anybody, but Judith is is really the get, I think. I still want her to be the head of Leviathan. But that I, I mean, I feel like it's possible. If chef, we just chef's kiss. <laughs> that Judith. Would be, <laughs> that would be the only reason I would be okay with more Leviathan. Oh, that'd be so good. But I'll I'll, be, I'll take uh, her in any role, actually. She would kill any part. Um, yeah, so I um I don't know. I have some concerns. I just, I just don't want them to repeat some things that they did in the prior season. And I hope that the the stories are a little more creative and, and character centric, uh, because a lot of times, like we talked about, it it has not been. So yeah, I'm hoping I, I, I would will. love to to kind of have more of Kara at like as Kara Danvers versus being Supergirl all the time, and sort of more of Kara's life. And like what she's got going on and maybe just seeing some stuff outside of the Supergirl stuff just a little bit, like having some time, like the Midvale episode when they, you know, when we get the flashback and stuff like that. But maybe Car and Alex go on a road trip. Maybe Car and Lena go somewhere like we can get outside of the box of what the show always is and like the structure. I think I would enjoy that if we kind of got outside of the box in season six, if like Car and Lena go for a girls weekend somewhere or, <laughs> and then, and then obviously there's some sort of drama uh, <laughs> at the girls weekend where, you know, there's somebody attacks, but this time Lena knows and she's not that mad anymore. <laughs> Just medium mad, like always. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we've been pitching the Car Alex road trip for several seasons now. So, so many seasons. Like, I would just take any quality sister time. There's going to be at least one episode that's just about the Danvers sisters. Uh, yes. I don't understand why you wouldn't do that. Um, Kenny asks you, do you think that the Fatal Five could be the main baddies for season 6B? I, I wish they would. That'd be fun. But we have no idea. We have absolutely no idea. I, I think it would make sense if they brought in the Legion of Superheroes and the Fatal Five towards the end. 
I think that would be really cool. Uh, but I also kind of, I, I don't know. It's now with this weird schedule, it's tough because normally I sort of hate the, the, the season A and the season B because it feels like you don't really put a lot into the, the first half because you're just trying to get to the second half. But at the same time, I don't want to have 20 episodes of like you dragging it out. Um, but but now I don't know. Am, am I going to get a half a season of Leviathan that gets cut off in the middle of May <laughs> and then we come back later and then we pick up some of Leviathan and then we get into the Fatal Five? That's going to feel really jarring. I, oh God. Yeah. I, I don't, I hope that's not the case. Well, the problem is a lot of these shows that have like a season a, like a, a part of the season and a B part of the season, they know that's what they're doing. And I'm thinking back to a great television show called pretty little liars uh, on a, a ABC family, uh, AKA Freeform now. And they used to, that's how they would schedule the seasons. So I would think of each of the individual like little half seasons as kind of its own thing because it kind of was its own thing. Like I honestly felt like that show had been on by the time it ended by for like 12 or 13 seasons because, <laughs> because of the way that they, they would play like half of it in the, the winter and then you'd get a break and then it would like come back in the summertime. And so they knew that's what the schedule was, though. So they would build their stories that way, that the, yeah. the story, there would be an overarching thing for the season. But the stories were kind of self-contained into little A, like little two chunks. But I think without Supergirl knowing that they were going to schedule it this way. They wouldn't have written it. They wouldn't have written format. They wouldn't have structured it that way. Because why would they? <laughs> why would you break up their final season? And so I think what we're going to end up happening is like a really weird cliffhanger in the middle of the season where it's it's either a cliffhanger or it's not at all. And we're just like left off on an episode where they're all like, that was fun times. Now it's time to play board games. It's like, okay, come, Supergirl's coming back. TBD. Definitely don't forget. It's like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> they really like they're in a good place right now <laughs> yeah. please come back three months from now and we'll pick we'll pick this up cars right on the like, couch eating pizza like everything's great and it's like supergirl fades to black dramatically supergirl tbd <laughs> we'll come back sometime just uh hang out with us will she uh, finish that pizza <laughs> <laughs> uh rachel says that the episode kyler is directing could be a flashback uh, yeah, I mean, I think she could do that because then, uh, the flash, uh, little, uh, little Alex would be there for most of it. So I think, yeah, I think that, that could work. I think she would be a great director for something like that. Uh, Abby thinks that the season six theme is, uh, we have no idea. <laughs> That's possible too. What, what if they, th this would be a really interesting way to, uh, break a season, but what if you just like, what if we did like, what if this was, uh, if they took like all of our pitches and just like put them in a bag and shuffled it up and then pulled things out. And then like they wrote an episode about that. And I then love that. Yeah. They just like threw stuff at the wall and just wrote an, a, an episode for the season. Just like that. I don't know if this is going to be a popular or, or unpopular proposition, but I honestly wouldn't even mind it if it was less serialized and more like episode of the week. Because yeah. if you remember back to season one, season one was a lot more that way. Uh, it was a lot more like um, villain of the week and problem of the week. But it, I think it kind of allowed them to get into character stuff because they didn't have to be like, 
ooh, wait, how do we tie this to everybody's scared of technology? Kara <laughs> uh, needs to is going to have like a, a breakthrough in this episode, but she doesn't seem scared enough of technology. <laughs> so, so I mean, if if season six just wanted to be a bunch of fun stories that were also also you know character focused and character developmental. I would be okay with that. I don't need there to be a huge big bad that starts in episode, you know, one or two and goes straight through to the end of the season. Like they can kind of take a couple steps back, have some fun episodes of the week and kind of thread through the, what, whoever the villain is going to be. Well, and I, I think the reason that season one worked like that is because you had the villains of the week, but you also had the through line of a car and Alex's relationship throughout yes. all of those episodes. So you would have to do something like that if you were to do a villain of the week, you would have to thread it through uh, some some important relationship. And I think there are so many important relationships on the show now. So there's like, um, there's Kara and Alex, obviously, which is always the most important relationship on the show, but you have Kara and Nia's like mentor relationship. You have um, Alex and Kelly and what's going on with them. Will Alex ever adopt a baby? Does she remember that she wants to? Um, <laughs> you have Kara and Lena. They were, sh they were beefing last season. <laughs> How are they doing now? I can't imagine we're going to get back in like episode one or two and they're just like, best friends again she's going to paris to get her croissants like <laughs> croissant croissants there's yeah. got to be some i feel like there's got to be some lingering resentment there somewhere on on either or both sides so but i mean re re rebuilding trust i think would probably be a good way to go about that yeah exactly so i feel like there's a lot of important relationships on that show that they could use to kind of anchor the season it could be like a rebuilding season where they you know all get you know back in touch with each other but I, I don't know, because I I feel like the last overarching storyline I really liked was season three. So I, I feel like I'm like, if you guys just want to do like a, a bunch of one shots, I'm good with that. Yeah, I I mean, season three, I think was, I mean, parts of season four, the second half of season four, I really liked. But yes, I, think that, yeah. I, I think the last like complete season I really loved was season three. Um, Emma says, uh, season six, it's all improv at this point, <laughs> which, which I don't think is a bad thing because we have learned through improv on the fakest, it's very difficult, it but it's very difficult, but it, but it also provides you a, a creative outlet that sometimes improves the writing. So I don't think it would be a bad thing to maybe put a little improv in there. Yes. And <laughs> yeah, yes. And yes, for sure. Um, and, and Abby also mentions, uh, that, that it maybe is a good thing. There is no crossover this season. And then the shows don't have to force their way and like right around the crossover. They can just write their shows. And their I story. actually agree. I do enjoy the crossovers. They're fun every year, but they seem like they take up so much time. And uh, it also takes up some real estate in the season. And since it's her last season, I'm actually kind of glad that Supergirl doesn't have to like give up a couple episodes to the uh, to the either the setup to the crossover or and then the crossover or just the crossover. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think it was as bad. I think the Flash had to do so much uh, build up to Crisis. I felt bad for that show. <laughs> well, <laughs> really got the short end of the stick on that one. Well, the Flash had always been hinting at Crisis, so they kind of had to put in that legwork uh, for yeah. that. 
Mark says, oh, oh, oh sorry. Go ahead. No, you, you, you pull up that comment first. Uh, Daryl says, Alex at least needs to be on the road to adoption. Otherwise, her breakup with Maggie will be for nothing. And I agree. The, uh, the Sanfers relationship was, was super popular. Uh, everybody really liked it. And they broke them up. And we understand it was behind the scenes is because the actress wanted to leave the show. Right. But on screen, it was because <laughs> of this, you know, whether or not they wanted to have kids issue. And so if Alex just never brings up adoption again, it's kind of insulting to all the people who were invested in that Alex and Maggie relationship. That's like, Oh wait, now it's all good. <laughs> that, that has to be part of Alex's, it, especially, I mean, I, I eventually I think it will turn into Alex and Kelly's storylines this season, but I, I, it has to be there for Alex to, to make that work. Uh, Mark says uh, director bones and OG Kelly go on a road trip. <laughs> Uh, to visit Judith Light and the Pelicans. That would be a story I'd be into. I could definitely uh, watch that. I think That's that going to be one great... of my favorite episodes. Oh, that would be such a good episode. Um, let's see. <laughs> do we have any other speculations? Um, uh, Katie says, we need Lena, Lillian, and Lex in ballroom attire at the wrong time. Make it a family affair. What, what if they got dressed up for a thing that they thought they had to go to and then they walked in, they were like, oh, we're in the wrong place. I would love that. I would love it if they're all in like ballroom attire, but th it's it's to like a like a picnic or a carnival. <laughs> 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 they all show up in like floor length gowns and uh, and they're just like, oh, I feel like we're a little overdressed. I feel like Lex Luthor would be a very um, Jack Donaghy, what am I, a farmer? Kind <laughs> yes, of. He'd be exactly. like, no, this feels like the right attire for this <laughs> event. <laughs> I think that could work. I would like to see the Luthers together at least one one more last time. I think oh, me would. too. If yeah. you're going to have Lex in there, I think all of them should have a have an episode together. Uh, Kenny asked, do you, do you think that both Superman and the Flash will show up in a supporting role for the final episode of Super World of the final season? Uh, to be honest, Kenny, I, I hope not. I may oh, on the final episode. No, I would I would hate that. <laughs> no, I mean, maybe in the final season, in the final they, season they can maybe like come by and say hi. Uh, okay, so I have to say I'm bitter now. So I I will allow the the Flash to come visit, but until Superman mentions Kara on his own show, he's not invited to ours. Nope, nope. <laughs> I I agree. I think uh, Superman needs to remember her before uh, he comes back on uh, Supergirl show. Uh, yeah, but I, I think it, it. I think you could pay off that uh, at least honor that friendship between Kara and Barry for him to have one last. Uh, Little, little, I don't, maybe he doesn't have to have a full story in an episode, but maybe they could do something, you know, fight a bad guy together, maybe. Oh, I yeah, yeah. Cool. I, I think it would be fun to have some of those, those characters on in the last season for various reasons, but I wouldn't want them in the final episode. That should all be about her. Yes. And uh, Rachel says, I think Sterling Gates should write the final episode. Uh, I don't think he'll write the final episode. Uh, I think the showrunners usually write uh, the final episodes of TV shows. So you're probably looking at Jessica Queller and Robert Rovner probably writing the final episode. Sterling, I don't even know if he could come back and write an episode of Supergirl because he's still a writer on The Flash. Mm, yeah, so I don't know if that's even allowed, but he he's written, you know, he wrote a, a great episode and in, in, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Mixia's Pitalik. So I think he he would he would do a great job. And speaking of Sterling, <laughs> I thought we could we could talk about. Um, so uh, back uh, when they first start started shooting season six, um, uh, he apparently 
uh, does this every year, but he tweeted out, it's 2021 since Supergirl the show began. I've sent the producers a gift to commemorate the start of their season for this year, their final season uh, at Comicker Girl, Sarah Luber, as some of y'all know. Uh, Comicker Girl and I made a custom six-page Supergirl comic uh, up a limited time only, so check it out. Um, so we, uh, I guess we could talk about that really quickly because they did yes. put... They did tweet it out, and I did ask Sterling if it was okay um, to share and discuss uh, some of what the contents of the comic. Um, so I thought that was really cool. I didn't know that he did that. And uh, the Sterling Gates, Sarah Luver team up is so good. The, the Supergirl dream That's a dream team. team. <laughs> yes. So, so I, I, I really uh, enjoy that. So it's basically a comic about um, Supergirl going through the days of the week and uh, talking about, you know, what she does and who she encounters. And, uh, so it's, it's a really, really well done comic. It's very short, but it's very Kara focused. You get to see some of the other characters. Um, but it's, it's just, it's so well done. So these are just a little of the pages, um, from that, uh, that comic. So I, I would love to see Sterling. I know Sterling is itching, to write Kara <laughs> again. He's always... I wish they would just let him, like, every time they announce a new Supergirl thing and he's not involved, I'm like, what are you doing? He he wants to write something. He's right there. He wants it. <laughs> I think I even saw a tweet that he, he pitched something to DC yes. and they didn't want it. I, I just... It, it boggles the mind is the thing. It's like... He's well known for writing great Supergirl stories. Why wouldn't you want to go to somebody like that for uh, Supergirl stories? But uh, but I'm not DC. <laughs> some some companies just don't like making money. I, I know. It's uh, that would get all of my money. I'm all, just saying. <laughs> it would be a popular especially if it was a Sterling Gates comic girl comic I, I'm just at least at least one uh, issue. But yeah, he 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 needs to get back into writing Supergirl because I I I think that he the good thing about this this comic that he did with Sarah is that it was and maybe this is selfish because this is what I want out of every Supergirl story, but it's about Kara. It's yeah. about it's about what she goes through on a daily basis, and so I think that's the strength of the way Sterling writes uh, writes Supergirl is that he cares first and fo foremost about Kara and her journey and what she's going through. So I I think that's really needed for uh, Supergirl in the comics as well as in the TV show. And what I really liked about that comic was in like, so it goes, it takes you through her week. And on the one day she gets to go talk to the Girl Scout troop and she tells the Girl Scout troop about her motto and about how hope, help and compassion for all means for all people. And then later in the week, she sees the, the Girl Scout troop and they're like, we talked to Supergirl. And like, now we're motivated to help everybody. <laughs> and they've got little signs and it's like stuff like that, that I feel like what was present early on in the series has kind of fallen to the wayside a lot more, which is the idea they give her a big hope speech every year, which she televises on TV. Uh, I'm sure National City is like, oh, it's May. It's time for another Supergirl hope speech. <laughs> but uh, I feel like we used to see a little bit more of that sort of inspirational aspect of Supergirl. Uh, and that's kind of fallen by the wayside a little bit. And I would love to see that come back in particular in season six. Yeah, I, I would I've always wanted to see more of Kara interacting with people. She interacts with her her super friends and the, the bad guys on the regular, but she doesn't 
she doesn't meet new people and interact with the the citizens of National City. And that's the kind of thing I wish I could see her her do really impact uh, somebody else who lives in National City. So I mean, that's I've been pitching that for a long time. Uh, but uh, like, nobody, like nobody how much heard my we, cry. How much do we love that storyline with her and like Spike the Dragon? Like, yes. little stuff like that. Like, if they can sprinkle stuff like that throughout the season, I think it'll be successful because that's the kind of stuff that I remember. I don't remember anything that's happening with Leviathan. I didn't remember that Brain Brainy was the director of the DEO. A pretty big plot point. But I can still <laughs> tell you about Spike the Dragon because that stuff is like hits you in in the heart. It's it's very like it's very emotional. It's about her and what she means to people and i feel like i don't i don't know that this is the show to get like like caught up in the plot details because a lot of times they don't make sense but <laughs> if you can give us good characters and you can give us good moments we don't care about the plot details we don't care about pencil skirts ultimate plan it doesn't matter <laughs> it's about the characters and i think you know if they can get to that next season then it'll be a great season yeah, she developed that relationship with the little girl who yeah. was like, like Spike was her pet. But then she also, <laughs> because of the recurring uh, instances with Spike the dragon, she became friends with Spike. Yeah. So, so those are really cute, and I think that does build on the character of Kara and and show what she means to people. And I would love to see more of that. Um, so I guess let's get to some emails because we have a lot of people sharing some thoughts about season six. So I think we should. Go ahead and get to those. So, Morgan, sure. will you start uh, with this email from Kenny? Yeah. So, we received an email from Kenny uh, who sent us in his season six wish list. So, one, have the final stories in season six focus more on Supergirl slash Kara and her hero's journey. Yes and yes. Uh, two, more Danvers sister-centric episodes. Yes. Three, have some really cool baddies for the final season like the Fatal Five. Four, if it is possible, bring back Monel, Wynn, and the Legion of Superheroes for a mini arc. That would be nice. I, I wouldn't mind seeing the the Legion uh, characters come back. What if we saw new Legion members? I, I would Ooh. be into seeing additional, like maybe they come back, but with different Legionnaires. I would love that. That'd be really fun. And that's like a nice way because they could bring in the characters that we know and love. And then they could bring in like one or two additional people just to introduce those characters in. I yeah, think that'd be really fun. I would love that. Uh, finish out both Martin Manhunter, John Jones's arc for the series and see where he goes next. Uh, six, have some really cool scenes with Nia and Brainy. Seven, I know it's a long shot, but bring back Cat Grant for the final episode of the series. Yes, Cat Grant. Uh, eight, give us some emotional depth for the final season and make the stakes high. And nine, have the final shot of the series be either Supergirl going off with the Legion of Superheroes or Kara and Alex on the couch. I like pretty much everything on that wish list. I think either we've already talked about or like was on one of our wish lists. Yeah, I think those are things that a lot of Supergirl fans would be really happy to see. So it just de depends on what they think can fit into the season or what their focus is going to be. And if they fit into the theme of the season, I think that's probably where that's going to go. <laughs> uh, so Brandy wrote in to share an idea that she had for the plot of season six that she liked so much that she wanted to share it with us. So Brandy thinks it uh, it will involve the problems of Kara not having her own storyline in the world of Supergirl feeling small. So this is what Brandy says, quote, in a post-crisis, post-Amade world, <laughs> anything or anyone could have destroyed Krypton. 
Rogue Lazar introduced in Action Comics number 1000 and Supergirl number 29, which if you want to know about Rogue Lazar, uh, listen to our Rebirth episodes that we have. If you want to get deep into what's up with Rogel's R, he's got an axe, by the way. Yes. We're, we're confused about how that thing works. Uh, <laughs> you should definitely listen to our rebirth, uh, our rebirth episodes, if only to hear how confused we can possibly be. <laughs> <laughs> but we do talk, we do, we do talk about Rogel's R, so you could learn a little something uh, about him there. So Rogel's R has escaped the Phantom Zone and is on the warpath to finish what he started, wiping out Argo City and destroying Krypton once and for all. Kara and the Super Friends will spend the season in Argo preparing to take on Zar. The season would be shorter, which would accommodate Melissa's pregnancy and the, cor- the current quarantine, as well as allowing for tighter storytelling. Since Kara's powers obviously wouldn't work on Argo, the Daft Punk suit makes a return and is modified by Brainy, of course, to allow her access to her powers under a red sun. Another suit would also be created either for Allura or Thara Akvar, who uh, had the gazebo, if you will yes. remember, <laughs> uh, introducing the hero Flamebird, which is actually um, uh, Thara Akbar in the comics is the character known as Flamebird. Uh, speaking of Thara, she's supposed to have been Kara's childhood best friend, but this wasn't really explored. I'd like there to be a flashback episode that shows us their relationship like Midvale in space. I would be that into would that. Be great. Yeah, I would love that. Uh, the season, and that's kind of explored in the Sterling Gates run as well. So I would be interested in that. Uh, Brandy goes on to say the season setting could also motivate Nia to want to explore her extraterrestrial heritage on Naltor, perhaps to better understand her powers. As for Alex, I'm not saying she has to adopt a newly orphaned, (laughs) a newly orphaned Argonian child, but I think it would be appropriate in a kind of full circle sense. The idea is really just a long way for me to say that I'd like the Supergirl writers to take a step away from topical storylines and dive into more comic booky stuff, unquote. And Brandy also thinks it would be a great time to introduce crypto, uh, which we agree. And I think that's, um, I mean, that's that's my preference. I would rather see more comic book elements than the topical storylines myself. Oh, yeah. I, I feel like there's so much in the comics that they haven't even really scratched the surface of that I would love to see them get into and like just really enjoy being a comic book show Um, or just Supergirl specific. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, So we have an email from Joseph who writes, it is a little strange that Supergirl is stopping now, but with HBO Max trying to do so much DC material as well, I fig- I guess they figure they will start transferring all their stuff to a higher budget, which is nice in some ways, but in other ways, because they were low-budget shows, they were willing to take more risks. Let's put it this way. I don't think HBO would have hired Stephen Amell, Grant Gustin, or Melissa Benoist as their leads, as they had little experience beforehand comparatively uh, to who they get as seasoned actors. But I don't think anyone denies the casting choices they made. Whether the shows are good or not, the casting is never the problem, as all the actors have a great passion for their parts. Definitely true. Uh, So I do fear that they won't take risks like they did with the CW. Who would have taken the chance to make a Supergirl show on a higher budget in general? I feel they might go back to safe things, as I know they are making another Batman related show. <laughs> yeah, the one he's talking about is connected to uh Battenson. So is what? Uh there's there's a show that's connected to the Robert uh Pattinson Batman. Oh, I, Pattinson. I, 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 I call I him Pattinson. Was, I thought this was like a British Batman that I've never heard of. Which <laughs> that is would not be amazing. It's not crazy <laughs> considering that I realized when we were uh on Legends when we were talking about Harley Quinn that Kite Man was like a real the actual villain of Yo, DC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, 
wait, that wasn't just a joke. No. Uh, so the the fact that there could conceivably be a, a British Batman called Battinson does <laughs> feel real to me. It's uh, just, it's you know just a, a way to say Robert Pattinson Batman in a very short way. But I like but, it. but the TV show that they're making is apparently supposed to be connected to the world of the Battinson film. I like that my theory that they want Batman to be everywhere it always turns out to be true. <laughs> always. <laughs> You're like, would you like a little Batman with your Batman? It's like... <laughs> uh, so he goes on to say, but I, I'm willing to be proven wrong. Uh, do I think that Supergirl can be as good for the final season as its peak in season three? Unlikely, but it's hard to say. For Arrow's final season, it was mostly a tribute season and it was shorter than the other seasons, though it was setting up the Canary show, which I'm disappointed is not moving forward as I do like those actresses and characters and thought it could have been an interesting show. But this season also has to wrap up things from season five that they couldn't finish for scheduling reasons as well as wrap up the series. It would be quite a feat to wrap up all the loose ends um, as so many dangle every season. But if they can do it, I'd be happy with it concluding the series. Yeah, all good points. Uh, and I think that uh, there's some valid opinions in there, especially, you know, could could the final season live up to something like season three? I don't know. It is t it is tough to say. I, I hope so. I hope it, I hope they end the show with a bang and I hope it's incredible. Um, yeah, but I, I know a lot of shows that I feel like have sort of a, a lag in the middle, but then once it's coming to the end, they like they really tighten it up and bring it home. And I think there's there's no reason to think that Supergirl won't do that. You know, we didn't love season five. <laughs> Let's put it that way. There's a lot happening in season five and a lot of it was like uh, related to whether or not they were going to launch Obsidian. <laughs> who, who cares but they um, succeeded so that's, they did that's... i'm still i'm so glad for them i, I hope <laughs> they, they get their quarterly bonus uh, <laughs> but uh but i think that there's you know there's some hope that they you know stepped back from that they had a long time to really consider what was going to go so long season six it was a long long hiatus for all of us and them too uh so hopefully we get a really awesome final season is what i'm hoping for because i think I also hope that, you know, they kind of see what some of the criticisms are about the show and maybe kind of not that they have to take any of them in mind, but like the criticism I feel like from all corners is that the show could be more about Kara, the person whose name is in the title. And so if they literally just do that and all the rest of the stuff, we I will forgive. Yeah, they they had a long time to plan it. And I think I'm hoping that now that they have this hard deadline to wrap up the show in this season that's broken up as it is. Uh, but maybe maybe that will light a fire under them and, and really get to what's really important with the last remaining episodes. Um, and uh, Mark says, Morgan, you don't realize how right you are that Tom and Jerry movie had a couple of Batman references. No, really? <laughs> And it That's also, amazing. and and uh, apparently recently, uh, when you clicked on Tom and Jerry, it played the Snyder cut. For I was like about two to hours. say. I was about to say, was it also actual Batman? Because that <laughs> could have just been the Snyder cut you were watching. That is that is my favorite thing. I saw some somebody posted something online where it was like either Tom or Jerry, but like in like a really dramatic like posture with with like lightning in the background, and they were like, "What am I watching?" <laughs> so. Uh, uh, that's one of my favorite like insane things that have happened recently that they that they swapped out the wrong the wrong I, movie. 
I would like to think that it was incompetence. It could be sabotage. I don't know. Um, oh, it's definitely incompetence. Apparently, this has happened to them like multiple times on big properties. Warner Brothers is just bad at this. I think. I think part of one of the Harry Potter movies got like partially leaked too at some point. So. This is not their strong suit. Uh, so I'll tell this story now that I don't work there. But um, back when I worked at Turner, we had uh, Clone Wars on uh, Cartoon Network. That was, this was back when um, Lucasfilm started to, this was like their first foray into television. They didn't even know how to format the episodes. They had to ask <laughs> us a lot of questions about, how do you do television? We don't know. Um, and so I... Um, uh, I wanted to work on it. And my boss at the time said, okay, if somebody, if every, we had a really small department, there weren't a lot of us. And he said, uh, make your case for why you should be the one handling the star Wars content. And I was like, well, I dressed up as Chewbacca in high school and I have a picture <laughs> of it. Would you, would you, would you, would you like that? And he said, okay, you're the one who's going to handle the star Wars stuff. I um, love that that worked. <laughs> it worked. It looked, I looked pretty good. I had like a guitar strap with like aluminum foil over for my bandolier. Yes. It was, it, but I, I did look like Chewbacca though. I'll have to, I'll have to, I'll, uh, I'll maybe uh, post a picture later. Um, That's so good. But so that's how I kind of got the position of handling the Star Wars stuff. And so Lucasfilm was really freaked out about leaks, like really freaked out. And with good reason, I guess, yeah. you know, a new Star Wars thing. Um, we had to. So, number one, if Lucasfilm brought something to Turner, they had to have a guy walk around. Just one guy could only hold the tape like that was the only Whoa. person who could hold it. And so then if they actually left stuff with us, it had to be, the tapes had to be locked up in a cabinet and the hard drives had encrypted keys that you, so you had to have the key in order to make the drive work. You had to sign out to get the tape. So you had to put your name and date it and time and date it. And it was just Whoa. very like big security to make sure nothing leaked. Um, and so it's just funny to me. I even had one time, so I used to do electronic sales through, which is basically anytime you go to iTunes or Amazon, or I'm trying to think of all the places we used to send stuff to, uh, Microsoft, Xbox, PS3, we would send episodes to those locations. And uh, uh, one of my managers came up to me, I was like, there's a really high priority, top secret Steven Universe trailer that we need to go out. Can you handle this? And I was like, sure, fine, whatever. Steven Universe trailer, but like it was a big deal. They did not want the Steven Universe trailer to leak. I don't. I still don't know why. I guess they thought it was going to be like a big, like, oh, pirate the Steven Universe trailer. So it's just like there's there's a level of uh, security that goes in with those things. So I don't understand how that mix up with HBO Max happened. It's just very bizarre to me. Uh, so uh, they must not have that kind of security at Warner, <laughs> Warner Brothers. They must have just been like, it's fine. Maybe sure. they've got like late stage pandemic brain. They're just like tired. They're like, this looks like Ben and Jim. <laughs> what, what was it? Tom, uh, Tom Tom and Jerry. Ben and Jerry's is what I just said, because clearly <laughs> I want ice cream. Uh <laughs> I'm just asking to treat the Snyder Cut with the same high priority as a steven universe trailer that's <laughs> one would think right you would you would think <laughs> that's just all that's just all i'm requesting um so that's just a weird weird story uh but it got corrected so uh, all that to say yeah there's a lot of batman everywhere 
Um, so have, have some Batman and your Tom and Jerry. Um, okay. So another email that we got. So after we released our Superman and Lewis pilot pod, we received an email from Lynn who wrote, quote, I heard you lamenting the lack of comics from crypto's point of view. There actually is at least one, which is super sun's, uh, annual number one. And actually Lynn, we did talk about that comic back in, uh, our Streaky the Supercat character spotlight. So if you want to go check that out, that is the, uh, let's see, do I have an overlay for that? So Super Sun's number one. So you can go check that out. There's Streaky's point of view. Streaky and Crypto do a lot of things together. Um, so there's a lot of super pets in that annual. So definitely go check that out if you want to read uh, from Crypto's point of view. That sounds awesome. I'm going to check that out, actually. <laughs> so all I want is more crypto content. <laughs> um, so Lynn sent us an email to respond to some of the points from our Superman and Lois pilot pod episode. Uh, he writes, pretty sure the song in the super suit fitting scene from Lois and Clark, the new adventures of Superman was Bonnie Tyler's holding out for a hero. It was used in everything back then. The scene with the kid and liking the super suit. Thanks. My mom made it is a take from Superman for all seasons, which is one of my favorites. Before I had my double bypass heart surgery, they tried to do a stent, but couldn't because I had a 100% blockage Widowmaker. Whoa. And a 60% one. Oh, geez. While in there, they found evidence that I had survived a previous heart attack and I had no clue I had one. Apparently, the collateral arteries surrounding my heart kept kept it working and the damage from being fatal. Also, sometimes a heart attack for diabetics feels like a bad acid reflux, uh, like bad acid reflux. So I probably took a couple of Tums for my heart attack. That is so scary. Yeah, I'm glad you're okay, oh Lynn. Oh, my God. Um, but, uh, but that was in response. I guess I should have uh, set that one up. But uh, Lynn was responding to our talk about uh, whether or not Jonathan Kent's heart attack is still relevant in today's medicine uh, world that, you know, people do, like Lynn, uh, people do survive heart attacks. Um, so uh, glad uh, glad that one was a, a survival uh, for you, Lynn. So that's very scary. And uh very terrifying, but I'm glad everything uh, worked out in the end. Um, and yes, thank you for holding out for a hero. That's exactly right. <laughs> and I blanked on it, but that's definitely uh, the, the song. All right. And our last email comes from Daryl, who points out that, quote, there's a fan theory that Kara might go to the future at the end of the show. If she does, this could be the reason she may never show up on Superman and Lois, unquote. Oh. So what do you, So what do you think about that? Do you think that's a good excuse for why she's not <laughs> showing up on Superman and Lois? The timey-wimey stuff again? I mean, she can always come back from the future is the thing. And also she's in the future. So now she has like no excuse to not know like when he needs help because she's like flipping through a book and it's like, oh, in, in the year 2022, Superman really needed help. Where was Supergirl? Question mark. And she's like, ah, oh, shoot, I guess I should take the take the ship and head on back. Uh, so I feel like it's kind of it's kind of a decent excuse for why she's not around, but it's kind of not because like Wynn just popped back in time to hang out with them for a little while and then went back. So it's like clearly there's a lot of back and forth in the in the Legion. It's not like once you go to the future, you can never return to the past. Right. Yeah, that doesn't uh, doesn't hold up. So I, <laughs> I mean, they could maybe make a, an excuse, but we've seen in, in past episodes that there's there's a precedent for coming back from the future. Yeah. Uh, so there's that. 
Well, I think that's going to do it for this discussion about the final, uh, the final premiere date of Supergirl. Oh my god! It's it's finally it's ha it's happening so quickly. It's hitting me, I'm, I don't have enough time to process <laughs> because I only got like two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna have to get right back into it. Uh, so uh, we'll we'll kind of uh, figure it out when we get there to to when it's um coming up and we'll we'll figure that out uh, when things happen because we we do need to figure out when we're going to be because i think we'll try to live stream uh episodes for the final season yeah i think that'd be fun definitely that premiere a, would be great that would be a different experience i think that I, I think that would be fun okay well i guess uh since we're wrapping up here let's get to some dc tv plugs if you would like to contact Supergirl Radio, you can post a comment on our website at supergirlradio.com. You can email us at supergirlradio at gmail.com. If you'd like to leave us a voicemail, you can call us at 678-718-7252 and make sure to write and call in before Tuesdays at 6.30 p.m. Eastern. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram, all at Supergirl Radio. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Podchaser, and Spotify, where we also have a Spotify playlist that includes music music featured on and inspired by the CW Supergirl TV series. We are listed on DC's fan page, which you can find at dccomics.com slash dc-fans. If you like what we do, we encourage you to give us a rating and write us a review on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. You can find links to everything I just mentioned on supergirlradio.com on the right side of the page. If you enjoy our Supergirl Radio live streams, make sure to subscribe to the DC TV Podcast YouTube channel and hit that notification bell to get notified when we go live and wired dc tv podcast also has a t public store so if you are in need of some new dc tv related t-shirts tank tops sweatshirts onesies mugs notebooks pillows or stickers go to supergirlradio.com and click on the t public store link at the top of the page Supergirl radio superman and lois radio the flash podcast and legends of tomorrow podcast black lightning podcast bad woman podcast too Titans and Doom Patrol podcast just for you. Justice League Dark podcast, Green Lantern podcast, Stargirl podcast, Strange Adventures podcast, and finally my favorite of the bunch, DC TV After Dark, where you're allowed to say fuck. <laughs> Still so good. So good. Um, so I guess speaking of DC TV things and uh, the DC TV public store, uh, we have a lot of Supergirl S shields. So if you are ready to get into season six and you want to represent the show and show off your love for Supergirl, we've got uh, many, many S shields on there and lots of Supergirl related uh, t-shirts and hoodies and mugs and all sorts of good things. Uh, we have uh Ramakan, uh, Rama wine uh, shirts Ramakan, and mugs in Rama there. Wine always a classic <laughs> you're gonna want that i have i have a mug of that have yeah. my coffee out of it every morning but i'm I, like this could be wine <laughs> i i think we should you know the final episode i think it was mentioned uh, in our call-in show that we should have rama wine and the ramakans uh rama <laughs> yes. wine mug uh for the final episode so maybe maybe we'll, maybe we'll do that uh we've got snapper car we have a snapper car design in there uh a snap judgment design so definitely go pick up some uh, Supergirl related, uh, Supergirl and Supergirl related things if uh, you would like to. 
And we'd also like to thank our legion of super sponsors for supporting the Supergirl Radio Patreon. So we told you guys all about the Supergirl Radio Patreon last week on our Superman and Lois podcast. And man, you guys have come through in such a way. We have been so uh, so surprised and delighted. And we're so excited about doing all of these uh, extra uh, Patreon exclusive content. So our super sponsors are in no particular order. Uh, we want to say thank you to Michael, Sam, Anne-Marie, Grout. Um, yeah, yeah. Sorry, my... Uh, uh, Yvonne? Yes, Yvonne. Sorry, my 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 screen went up, <laughs> and I had to I had to find my way back to it on to, the doc. To to be fair, it's a it's a pretty long Google Doc, so that's my <laughs> that's my mistake. Uh, Quinn, Jessica, uh, Nicola, Leslie, Abby, uh, Ermgard, Ermgard, I think you. Yeah. Uh, Miriam, uh, Cherie. And Donna. So we want to say thank you to all of our awesome super sponsors for um, for signing up and supporting us on Patreon.com. If you would like to become a, a Legion of Super sponsor, you can visit www.patreon.com slash supergirlradio. So we've got four tiers for monthly memberships. They start at $2 and they go up. Um, and we appreciate you helping us keep the lights on and pay for our hosting and pay for all of our, our fancy graphics and, uh, and all of the stuff that we do here at, at Supergirl Radio. Um, and so we have a, a $2 level, a $5 level, a $10 level, and a $25 level. And they all have different... Uh, different cool benefits. Uh, I think at the, at the $5 level, you start getting some exclusive content. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, you'll, you'll get uh, like quarterly reviews at the $5 level. Um, and the, the $10 level, you get uh, bonus content, quarterly reviews and uh, snap, snap judgments. You get to make snap judgments with us. <laughs> and then at the $25 uh, level, you get all of that. And then you can also pitch an episode of a Supergirl radio and get to be a guest on the podcast. I'm so, excited about the people who are going to pitch the episodes because uh, I think that they're going to come up with some cool topics. So yes. yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about that. Um, so all that is patreon.com slash supergirl radio. If you want to check out the levels and uh, we appreciate all the support. Yes. Thank you to all of our patrons and uh, bonus content will be starting this week. Uh, so we look out for that. We've got some some fun things planned. <laughs> so uh, you might see some lab cats. Uh, you might get to see me uh, edit the episodes. Uh, so there'll be lots of different things that we'll be doing. Uh, so you'll get pa uh, Patreon exclusive content over there. So thank you to all of our super sponsors. All right, so if you want to check me out, I am on Instagram at the Derby Kid. I spent a lot of time last weekend in the woods, uh, so that was fun. I, I think I got bit, bitten or stung by something because uh, I'm itching all over. So. <laughs> that's less fun. Uh, that's less fun, and it doesn't hit you until like the next day. Although I wore bug spray, I don't know. It's a it's a whole thing. Uh, but so I did get uh, get some pictures out in the woods. So that was fun. And uh, if you want to catch me on YouTube, you can go to youtube.com slash duckmilkprod. Uh, I am going to have uh, one of my goals for maybe this week is to do some Snyder Cut content. So look out Ooh. for that uh, before uh, before the uh, 
the four hour long epic uh, <laughs> uh, starts streaming on HBO Max, hopefully in the right place. Uh, <laughs> what if they hide it behind like another children's title? They're like the Snyder Cut, but you're going to have to watch like Rainbow Butt Bright <laughs> first. <laughs> There, there was a there was a meme that was going around of like a little kid like uh, watching Tom and Jerry on like a tablet or something, and it showed a picture of Steppenwolf, and the kid was like freaked out. Uh, <laughs> so that could be a little dangerous for a little kid, a little jarring. Um, so you can definitely check me out on Instagram and YouTube. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Mojotastic. And you can also find me uh, as a co-host on the Legends of Tomorrow podcast. Uh, I think we're currently in the middle of planning our next podcast before. Uh, I think we only have about a month before we uh, before we get uh, more Legends episodes, which... Again, I've forgotten how to, to podcast about TV shows, so that'll be fun. We're like, what were the segments we used to do? Do you remember? <laughs> <laughs> so we've got a couple. We've got maybe like a month and a half. Uh, so we're going to probably do some some fun outside the box uh, legendary lady stuff uh, while while we can live while we can. And then we'll be right back to legend stuff. So we're excited about that. And then you can also uh, catch me on DC TV After Dark, which um, episode five we recorded um, and should be dropping within like the next week or so. And there's going to be a familiar face on episode five. I think we can we can tease that our own Rebecca Johnson was on to, to chat with us. Yes, I, I came prepared. And then uh, they asked me some questions that I, I didn't expect. So, Well, the funny thing for, for After Dark is that we have our own doc, but we don't share it with our guests because we want them to be off the cuff. We want them to be unprepared. And Rebecca comes in. She's like, okay, so I listened to a couple episodes and I have down, I have down some notes in my own doc. And we're like, that's not how you're supposed to do this. <laughs> but it's a really fun conversation. I, I can't wait until we post it. Yeah, that was uh, that was good. Uh, y'all, y'all do a very challenging thing with the uh, the the pitches because I am not very good at it. I can I can bounce off of like something you pitch, but I don't know that I'm very good at it. It's tough. Those instant stories that we do are yeah. tough. Yeah, like we just give we give people like two DC characters and a scenario, and we're just like what is it like what are they doing uh and it's it sounds fun until like you get asked something random and you're like i don't what are they doing <laughs> so that that was that was good fun and uh it was it was good to uh be part of the morgan glennon podcast universe and get to <laughs> get to cross over with another uh, another <laughs> podcast in the universe so that was a lot of fun so yeah definitely check that out uh, well, I guess, is is that everything uh, we want to pitch? Well, I guess we could uh, mention the Fakus before we get out of here. Oh, uh, yeah, we should. <laughs> the the Fakus season three has started. So uh, wherever you listen to podcasts, look up the Fakus. Uh, the first episode has already been released. So uh, you'll hear. I, I actually, I had forgotten. Morgan, we were in two scenes together. <laughs> Uh, two oh, different really? two different characters. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. I I, I in the I don't know if is she in the first episode. I play a character named Morgan. Yes, Morgan is in the first episode. <laughs> I'm not very nice to you. No, no. <laughs> Morgan is uh, the 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 model employee to uh, Leanne's boss. Uh, he he really wants her to be like Morgan. Uh, so that's that's kind of how that relationship goes down. Uh, but you also play, uh, I believe, Madame Capral. Is that, is that right? 
Oh, it's um, uh, oh, Thelma. Thelma. No, Minx. no, Thelma Minks. Yes, I, that's, I that's Thelma it, Minx. Yes, yes, that's what it was. Um, so, so Leanne uh, interacts with uh, Thelma Thelma Minks. So that that was kind of fun. Uh, Morgan played many characters, and I just I just played myself basically. I got to do some fun voices. For, uh, I think I told the story of like I, I I got on one recording session and Rebecca wasn't there, but they they started me out at one point uh, my accent and it like just went southern all of a sudden in like the middle of a sentence and nice. i was like i guess it's southern now let's probably take that from the top <laughs> Bill's like, i'm gonna stop you your accent just wandered and <laughs> it's harder to do than you think is do like doing funny voices uh is easy to do for like a second but it's hard to do to keep up when you're reading something i have so much respect for actual voice actors now it's not even funny <laughs> Well, Morgan is really good in the first episode, so definitely check that out. Uh, there's a lot of me in it, but don't don't listen for me. <laughs> uh, listen for Morgan. And She's Amy, great. <laughs> and, and Amy from the Legends of Tomorrow podcast is also heavily featured in uh, in the first episode. Definitely uh, check it out. Good stuff. Uh, this is the final season. The final season of The Fakest is probably going to oh. get more uh, promotion. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised at this point, honestly. <laughs> the final season of Supergirl, but uh, yeah, that's that's been a really fun project to be a part of, and uh, so it's good stuff coming for you. All right, well, I think that's going to do it for us. So uh, that's going to do it for this episode of Supergirl Radio. But until next time, I'm still Rebecca Johnson. I'm still Morgan Glennon, and the countdown for the final season of Supergirl has begun. <laughs> TV podcast. There's too many now. Exclamation <laughs> point. <laughs> Is being, becoming a human burrito a plus or a minus? I don't know. It does seem snug. I mean, they say you are what you eat. Oh, oh no. <laughs> so I do a podcast called Supergirl Radio, and one of our segments is Lena Luther Boardroom or Ballroom. Because really? She looks like a boss in this coat. Nasty Luther, like a different Luther. It's not just Lena being mean. No. <laughs> Helen Slater here. It's so fun to know that you're hosting a podcast called Supergirl Radio. Yeah.